Hello and thank you for joining us for uh, today's teaching. Uh, every Sunday night we do a teaching on healing and we look in the Word of God and, and we learn some things about healing and then we also spend some time praying and ministering to the sick uh, because I believe God desires to, to, to heal people and God wants to touch people's lives. And uh, so we're going to start off by looking at the Word of God uh, and, then, uh, I wanna, and then we'll get on with praying for people. But stick with me. Spend some time hearing what the Word of God has to say, because it, that's important. It's an important part of receiving from God. I want to read you something out of Hebrews chapter 6 uh, and verse 12. And some of you might have heard this verse before, but I want to encourage you with some particular truths out of it, and then we're going to go somewhat to another verse. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 uh, says that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I want you to notice a couple of things in the imitate those. Uh, I'm not going to focus on who through faith and patience, uh, but who inherit the promises. God is telling us to imitate some people, but he's telling us to imitate specific people. Now, I want to read you this out of the Living and then the Message Bible. I understand both the Living and the Message, they're not direct translations per se, but they, you can still get some good things out of them. And I, and I think it's good to, to hear how these two versions say some things. The Message Bible says this, Follow the example of those who receive all that God has promised them. Just that one phrase. Follow the example of those who receive all that God has promised them. The Message Bible says, be like those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything God has, everything promised to them. Imitate those, follow the example, be like those. Which, who's he telling us to be like? Be like the ones that got it. Look at them. Imitate them. What does it mean to imitate them? That means see what they do. So see what they did. Learn from what they did. God is indicating in there that there's something in how they operated, how they acted, the, 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 the characteristics that we see displayed in their lives that we need to learn from. And, and, if, and, and if we begin to imitate and copy them, because he's indicating that th th that is part of why they receive. You know, not everybody receives. Everybody can receive. Not everybody does receive. Now, God does not say here, copy the ones who did not receive. There's a lot of Christians that are listening to all the people that never received. They want to follow the example. They want to, they want to listen to the ones who did not receive healing, and they want them to be their teachers. Let me tell you this. Somebody who did not receive is not going to teach you how to receive. Sometimes we need to copy the people God tells us to copy. We need to listen. We need to follow the example. That's what it says. Follow the example of those who received. God's given us a lot of people in, in his word. He's given us examples. And he's put these examples in there for a reason. Because he wants us to see the characteristics that were in, in their lives. And these played a part in them receiving. I don't, don't look for the people in the Bible who didn't receive and then say, well, we don't, let's, let's learn from that. Let's follow them. Now, you might learn some things not to do from them. <laughs> okay? But don't do what they did if you want to receive. What's God saying here? 
follow the example of those who receive. Why? Because God wants us to receive too. God wants you to learn. God wants you to see the characteristics that came out in their lives and the things that helped them to get it. And if we begin to imitate them, we begin to follow the example. We, we become to be like those, like the Message Bible says, be like them. So we, we need to make sure that we're looking at the right examples. A lot of Christians who are needing healing are looking at all the examples of the people who didn't get it. And they're trying to follow them. You do that, you're going to get confused. Okay, God's given us a Bible full of examples. Let's listen to what he says. God's, God said this. He said this in Hebrews, in his word. Be like those who received. Imitate them. Follow their example. So let's pick the right examples to follow. They're the ones who managed to get some things from God. So there's some things we can learn from them. There's some things we can see. Now, I wanna, I'm going to look at a couple of examples today. And in each of these examples, I want to, I'm just going to highlight today one characteristic. And I've got some things to say about this characteristic. It's not, a, not going to be a complicated teaching. In fact, as I've been preparing these teachings, the Spirit of God's just put it on my heart to go simple. To, to keep the basic truths, to begin to highlight specific individual truths. Not to make these teachings complicated, but to really just begin to zero in on a particular truth. Because that's going to help you get it. So that's, that's how I'm approaching these teachings at the moment. Uh, let's go to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, there's a guy who received. There's a man here who got healed. By the end of this passage, he was healed. Now, a few things happened in between when he came to Jesus and when he got healed. And we could look at all kinds of things in there. I'm not going to look at everything. But the good news is, by the end of this passage, by the end of his encounter with Jesus, he was healed. In other words, he's one of the ones who received. And that's why God put him in the word, because God said, follow those, follow the example, imitate the ones who received. This is a guy who received. Let's see what we can learn from someone who got healed. And let's see if there's anything that the Bible shows us about this man that we can learn from. Because I believe there is. In fact, I'm going to show you a characteristic that is repeated multiple times in the lives of people who received. I'm going to highlight a few passages, but there's even more passages than the ones I'm highlighting that show this characteristic. And I also think it's a characteristic that's often missing in a lot of Christians. So let's look at this man in Luke chapter 5, starting in verse, well, verse 18, really. But verse 17 has just told us that Jesus is teaching. Uh, and and, uh, and, and they, basically people have come from all over the place to hear him. And, the, and verse 17 says that the, the power of the Lord was present to heal. God's presence was there to heal while Jesus was teaching. See, just the teaching of the word can bring in the presence of God to heal. You don't need all the hype. Sometimes people think you need 45 minutes of worship and four hours of prayer just to get the presence of God in a place. We need to understand this. Teaching can bring the presence of the Lord to heal. And as you sit under the word now, teaching, the, the teaching of the word, God's presence can, can minister to you. Right? So that's what Jesus is doing. He's teaching them. And, and the power of the Lord was present. Now, in verse 18, it begins to talk about this man who arrived. And it says, Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed. Paralyzed. This man couldn't walk. And, and, and here's the amazing thing. In just a few verses, he's walking. <laughs> he's walking. This man walks out of this building. Man, wow. 
So let's look at it. Let's see what, well, how did he get it? I want to know, I want to know how this guy, how did this guy get healed? Is it just a coincidence? Is it just God decided, well, you can have it, you can't? Or let's see if there's any characteristics that the Bible wants us to see that we can imitate and we can be like him. Uh, it says in verse, uh, 18, verse 18, then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. So they're trying to get to Jesus. They're trying to, they want to bring this man. Some of his friends are carrying him in and they want to get to Jesus because he can't walk. And, and verse 19 is the verse I want you to really notice something. Now, you, you might have heard this passage before, but just get a hold of this. Let, I want you to stir up a particular characteristic in your life today. It says, and when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd. Pause there for a moment. They get to where Jesus is at. They've, they've managed to get their friend all the way there. I don't, we don't know how far they live. We don't know anything like that. But they get to where Jesus is. And suddenly they encounter an obstacle. They can't get to Jesus. They can't get the man in the building. There's a big crowd there. And all the crowd is just, they want to listen to Jesus too. They don't want to part the way for the paralyzed man. They just want to listen to Jesus themselves. This wasn't a bunch of loving people who were just, oh, we got a paralyzed man. Let's, let's let him through. <laughs> There's no indication anybody there wants to let this man through. And, uh, you know, right at that point, they, they faced a decision. They, they had to make a decision. Are we just going to give up? Are we just going to quit because it's not easy? Or are we going to be determined and we're going to make sure we find a way to get to Jesus? This is, this is what I want you to begin to see today. There are many Christians, many people, they, they, they believe in God for healing, they're praying for healing, but they want it all to be easy. They, 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 if, if, for, for a lot of Christians, if the things of God don't just fall on them easily, they give up. And then they, they pray a quick prayer. Oh, Lord, heal me. If it doesn't happen in three seconds, then they go, oh, 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 it didn't happen. Oh, well, you know, maybe it's not the will of the Lord. I want, to, I want, to, I want you to see this man. And hello for those. Good evening. He's saying good evening. It's good to see you with us. I want you to see this man. In order for this man to get to Jesus, he had to have some determination. He had to make sure that the obstacles were not going to stand in his way. What did they do? The Bible says that they, they went up on the roof. They went on the housetop, what we'd call the roof. And they let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst of into the midst before Jesus. I mean, it's a great Bible passage to read. We go, oh, we're excited. They lowered the man through the roof. This, this took a bit of effort. This is not the normal way in. This wasn't the, 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 the common way to get to Jesus. In other words, they had to be determined. They had to make up their minds. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to get in my way. Nothing is going to hinder me receiving and getting to God to get what I came for. And remember what we read in the, at the, 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 the starting passage. Follow the example of those who received. Learn from them. Here we are. We're seeing a man who received. You know, if you, if you came up to this man the next day and you met him in the street, well, first of all, he'd be walking because he received. <laughs> You'd come up to this man. He'd probably have a big grin on his face. We don't know how long it's been since he walked. He'd just the day before he's paralyzed. Now he's walking. That's exciting. If you saw him on the street and you said, was it worth it? 
do you think you should have just quit and gone home because you couldn't get through the door? Or was it worth it being a bit determined and standing your ground and finding a way in? I, I think that man would look at you and say, are you kidding me? You really think that if we quitted, quit, <laughs> quit and went home, I'd be walking right now? He would say to you, you do what you got to do, man. We had to make a hole through the roof to get to Jesus. But we were not going home. We made up our minds. We're going to receive. See, determination is something that's so lacking in a lot of Christians. Many Christians give up at the first sign of challenge. They go to the church building and, and there's not enough parking. And they drive home moaning and complaining about how they couldn't get in the church building. <laughs> there's no determination in that. They found the, ch the, ch the church chairs were not comfortable enough. So I'm not going back to that church. The chairs aren't comfortable. Where's the determination in that? Where's the, I am here to receive from God and nothing's going to stand in my way. Okay? Many people, if they'd been that man and they got there and their friends, they would have sat outside with their friends having a discussion saying, man, this crowd's nasty. They won't even let us through. I don't want anything to do with this preacher. This preacher, if he had any respect for paralyzed people, he would have come out here and done it for me. There's none of that. Instead, you see a man and his friends who made up their minds, we're getting this. We are determined. Nothing is going to stand in our way. I've noticed a lot of Christians, they want things from God, but they're not hungry for it. They are not determined to get it. They want it to fall on them easily. And if it doesn't fall on them easily, they're just going to quit and go out the door and say, well, maybe it wasn't for me. Maybe the Lord didn't want it, me to get it. I want to encourage you. We read that verse at the start. I'm going to keep repeating this. Hebrews 6.12 says, imitate the ones that got it. That's my paraphrase. <laughs> imitate, follow the example of the ones who received all that God had for them. These are the examples we're to look at. These are the ones who we're to say, oh, those, uh, that characteristic right there, I'm going to follow that example. That, that, that determination that he had, I'm going to have me some of that. I'm going to be determined just like that man because the Bible told me, follow the example of those who received. This is an example of a man who received. He walked out of that door healed. He's a good example to follow. He's determined. He wasn't ca casual and laid back. He wasn't going to let obstacles stand in his way. He wasn't going to let a few little challenges that made it difficult cause him to stop. Now, let, let me, I'm going to look at a couple of other examples of people who did receive, but let me just point out one example of, of some people who did not receive. Now, the, we don't want to follow their example. We want to learn what not to do from these ones. <laughs> okay? If there's people who are not receiving <laughs> and have never received, <laughs> don't, don't follow their example. <laughs> Find the ones that got it. Say, I want to know how you got it. But let me point out for you an example in the Bible of, some, of a group of people who didn't receive and in, in, in connection to what I'm saying here. We know, the, we know this group of people, but I want to point out this one characteristic. It's the children of Israel when they came to the verge of the promised land. Now, that land was their promise. Now, remember the Bible said, follow the ones who inherited the promise. This group of people did not inherit the promise. They came all the way up to the promised land. They took a look at that land. They sent some spies in and their spies came back and said, that land looks a little bit difficult, guys. I don't think we can do this. Let's all just pack up and quit and go home. 
In other words, they had no determination. They had no drive. They had no attitude. Nothing is going to stand in my way between what me and what God has for me. Instead, they just quit. They just moaned and complained. They sat on the border of the land crying about it. And you know what? They didn't receive. They ended up having to go back into the wilderness. That's, that's the group who didn't receive. Why? Because just a few little giants in the land stood in their way and caused them to quit. So what if there's a giant standing on your healing? So what if there's a giant standing on your promise? Are you going to just let that giant take that and, and you just walk out and oh, it's difficult? Or are you going to dig your heels in the ground and say, I'm going to get what God's got for me, no matter what. No giant, no crowd, no person, no, no, no nothing. <laughs> it's going to stop me getting what God's got for me. That's what that man in, in Luke 5, his attitude and his friends, they were not going to let a little obstacle stand in their way. Now, I want to point you to another, another example in, in Mark chapter 5, another familiar example. You know this woman, the woman with the issue of blood. Did that woman let a little bit of obstacle stand in her way? First of all, she's had this flow of blood for 12 years. She's been going to one doctor after another. And the Bible says she spent all that she had. The Bible said that she's getting no better, but getting worse. 12 years of bad news. 12 years of trying and getting nowhere. 12 years of nobody had been able to help her. And she's getting worse and worse and worse. But I want you to notice something. She has not given up. 12 years of trying and she tries again. That's the kind of example you follow. That woman. She heard about Jesus. She didn't sit at home and go, well, I've tried everything else. I'm just not going to bother trying anymore. I give up. No. That woman got up. She heard about Jesus and said, right, I'm trying. I'm going there too. I'm going to go get me some of that. And she gets to Jesus. She looks at, she, she, I mean, again, weak, probably she was in a weakened condition. I'm sure you've heard people preach on this before. In a weakened condition, 12 years of illness, ah, you're not going to be at your peak strength. And there's all kinds of reasons why she shouldn't have been out there. And all kind, I don't want to even go into all of that. But she sees Jesus in the distance. And in between her and Jesus is a big crowd of people. And she could have thought to herself, oh, I don't have the strength for this. I, I'm just, I'm just going to go home. We'll, 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 we'll just see. You know, if, if, if the Lord loves me, he'll just come to my house for me. I'll just go sit on my bed and, and the Lord will just come to me. If, if Jesus wants me healed, he'll just come to my house. Or did she make up her mind? I'm determined. I'm going to get through that crowd. There's no crowd that's going to stand in between me and my healing. There is nothing. There's no giant that's going to stand on my land and keep that land. See, that's later on in the Old Testament. Caleb had that attitude. Caleb had the attitude, give me my mountain. I've waited 40 years for this mountain. Give me, I am taking it. Give it to me. <laughs> These are the, that's, that's the kind of example we should be following. That's the kind of people we want to know. How did they get it? Nothing about this woman. This woman had made up her mind. I want to be free and nothing's going to stop me getting free. I, I'm not going to get discouraged if I have five or six people pray for me and none of them get me healed. I'm going to, oh, well, maybe the Lord doesn't want me to have, you know, what? I'm going to go find someone else. I'm going to get in the word of God myself. And I'm going to learn how to get healed. And I'm going to stay at this until I get healed. 
Sometimes you say to people, they come to you and they, they, they sing. I've, I've had this happen with me. People, they come, say, pray for me. And all they want is you to give them a quick prayer so that they can go out the door and it's nice and easy and they don't have to do anything. And as long as it's comfortable and cozy and easy and your prayer just happens quickly for them so that they can go about, continue on about their lives and nothing be inconvenience, no challenge, no, no requirement on me. As long as it happens like that, then, you know, that's wonderful. I'll take that kind of healing. But sometimes you say to these people, you want to grow in God. You get in the word of God. You start to give the word of God your time. You start to read healing scriptures. Be determined. And you keep pressing at this until you get it. Then this, oh, I, I don't have time to all do all of that. You don't understand. I bet you that paralyzed man was very glad the day after he was healed that he and his friends did not say, we don't have time to pull tiling up on that roof. You know, we've got other things to do. We need to get home, boys. I bet you he's, he was pretty pleased the next day that they did what was necessary because he walked out of that house. I'm pretty sure that woman with the issue of blood, if you met her the next day and you said, was it worth it? Was it worth pushing through that crowd? Was it worth driving in and being determined? Or do you think you should have quit and gone home? I think she'd laugh at you and she'd say, you what? <laughs> you think I'd be better off right now, still sick in my house? Or do you think I'm better off having been determined to get to Jesus and pushing through and getting it? That woman, that man, they, I bet you, I bet you, I'll ask them one day when we get to heaven, I bet you they'll say, I'm pretty glad I was determined and I'd made up my mind nothing's going to stand in my way. What did we read at the start of today's teaching? Follow the example of those who received. Imitate those who through faith and patience inherited. These are the ones we want to find. We want to look at them and say, what did they do? I'm going to be like them. They're my example. I want to do just what they did. And then I believe I'm going to get what they got. Let me show you one other, one other uh, uh, couple of people. In uh, Matthew chapter nine, Matthew chapter nine. Yeah, you've got two blind, two blind men. And I want you to just read this with me. I want you to think about what's going on here in this passage. Two blind men. Uh, Matthew nine twenty seven says this. When Jesus departed from there. Now, the moment it says Jesus departed from there, I ask, where's he departing from? So you got to do a little bit of study and put some things together. Now you realize he's, he's leaving Jairus's house. He has just raised Jairus's daughter from the dead. In, in the passage we've got in Mark 5, if you put the timeline together, Jesus is coming out of Jairus's house, having just raised her from the dead. And as he's coming out of the house, this next event happens. And it says there, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him. Two blind men did what? Two blind men followed him. I'm not sure about you, but I, I mean, I can see I'm not blind. But if I was blind, I would not find it easy to follow someone. Would you? Do you think that was easy? Did you? I want you to read this passage. Go look at it. Matthew 9. Did Jesus make it easy on them? And why is Jesus is not being mean here? But he wants to see if these two, two blind men are determined. He is letting them determination being drawn out of these two people as you look at this. Two blind men followed him. 
Well, how far did they how far did they follow him? Let's read. Two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. It doesn't say they just said that once. They're crying out. They're crying, they're following him, crying out. How far? Well, verse 28 says, And when he had come into the house, which house? <laughs> he's just left one house and he's not come into another house. We're not told how far these two houses are apart, but I guarantee you they were not neighboring houses. Okay? There's nothing indicating anywhere. When, when, when Jesus went to Jairus' house, he didn't come from the next door house. It was a bit of a journey to get to Jairus' house. Now Jesus is on his journey back. He's at least crossing town. And it's possible he's going into the next village. We don't know exactly. I'm not going to speculate how far. But you, you get Jesus is, is walking a distance here. He's crossing town. He comes out of one house. And he makes these two blind men follow him the whole way. Crying out. Son of David, have mercy on us. Now, why did Jesus do that? Is Jesus denying them their healing? No, because they were healed by the end of this. Is Jesus just intentionally trying to make it hard for them? I don't believe so. But Jesus knows this. Determination is a characteristic of people who receive. Let's see if these two guys are determined. They follow him right across town. They follow him at least a street's distance. But if you're a blind person, following people, following someone 20 meters is hard. When do you, how do you know when they turn left and when they turn right? <laughs> this is not an easy situation going on here. Not only that, verse 28 says this, when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. In other words, they went into the same house he went into. How exactly do two blind men know which house he went into? How did they find the door? And how did they find which room in the house he then was in? <laughs> they had to put some effort in. There's a bit of determination going on here. What if, what if these two blind men are following Jesus? And as they follow, the son of David, have mercy on us. Son of David, have mercy on us. And after a couple of minutes, they're trying to follow him and say, they knock this guy behind. Did you, did you see a guy? He just look, kind of looks like Jesus. Where did he go? And eventually one of the blind men looks at him, well, looks, <laughs> knocks the guy next to him and says to him, this is hard, man. You didn't tell me this Jesus guy was going to make it this hard. I'm going home. <laughs> Do you think one of those two blind men were tempted to give up? Do you think they were tempted to say, What's going on here? Why, why is it? Why am I having to push in for this? What if one of those blind men had said to the other one, "You know what? It's a lot easier just going sitting on the side of the street. Let's go just sit down somewhere." I can tell you this: they wouldn't have got healed. They'd given up just because of a little bit of challenge. They would have got nothing. Let that sink in. Now let's ask ourselves this question. If you found those two men the next day after their encounter with Jesus, first thing, they weren't blind anymore. They could see. And if you went up to them and you said to them, was it worth it? Was it worth it pushing through? Was it worth it figuring out how to follow him? Was it worth it? All of that effort to figure out which house he went into. You couldn't even see where you're going. 
was it worth it? Or do you think you should have quit? They would look at you and say, are you kidding me? Look at my eyes. I can see. It was worth it. You can either spend years with your chronic illness or your incurable illness or your paralysis, or your blindness, years suffering. Or you can put in some determination and make up your mind. I'm going to do what I need to do to get into the presence of God. I'm going to do what I need. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. And I'm not going to let any obstacle. I'm not let, going to let any giant sit on my land and get in my way. I'm not going to let any crowd block the way in to get to where I need to get to, to get to Jesus, to get healed. Just a few little inconveniences are worth it in the big picture. Because at the end of that, you're going to find I'm healed. I'm going to get what no doctor can get me. I'm going to get what nobody but the Lord God himself can get me. But I am going to be determined to get it. This is a missing ingredient. A lot of Christians don't have much determination. They just want convenient, quick, easy. That's why they never get anything. And if they don't get convenient, quick, easy... They quit and run around and tell everybody, well, God no longer heals anymore today because, you know, I threw up a quick 30 second prayer and I didn't get it. And, and, you know, I didn't put much effort and I really didn't drive in there until I got it. But, you know, God didn't heal me because I, so, you know, God doesn't heal anymore. Let's blame God. I don't want to get into all of that right now. Whatever happened to the people who are going to say, I'm going to, I'm taking that land no matter what. There are no giants going to stand on my land. Whatever happens to the people who say, I'm going to push as far as I need to push until I get a result. Same thing with crying for God for revival. Well, some people pray a quick three prayers of revival. doesn't happen. They say, oh, well, you know, I've got other things to go do. I've got, I've got other things I've got to go do now. What happens to the people who are going to fall on their face and cry out and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and seek God until it happens? <laughs> this whole characteristic determination is not as common as it used to be. It's lacking in a lot of Christians. I'm not saying this to criticize. I'm saying this to challenge. You've got to be <laughs> as determined as the snail was to get in the ark. <laughs> think about that little snail. We always think about the zebras and the, and the elephant. All oh, two by two, they went in the ark. <laughs> you know? Think about that poor little snail. Him and his buddy. Got to crawl all the way into the ark. That took some determination. <laughs> You've got to be really determined with this sometimes. Now, I don't want, I'm not going to hammer on any more than that. But I wanted to give you some illustrations in the Bible. We could give you more. There's other examples in the Bible. But the essence is this. This is one of the characteristics that you see in the people that got it. You've got to make up your mind. Am I going to imitate? Am I going to follow the example of those who received? Because if I am, I need to be like this. Amen. So let's pray. I'm going to pray for you. Now, I know there's people who watch us. I encourage people to come to who need healing. So we're going to pray. Okay. But don't have the attitude. Oh, quick five minute prayer. And if it doesn't happen, oh, there's no healing anointing there. Let's go somewhere else. Get Take a hold of what I've just taught you. And you keep standing your ground no matter what. If it happens instantly, praise God. If you've got to stand your ground for it, you stand your ground for it. Whatever it takes is the attitude you've got to have.
So let's pray. I'm going to release my faith. And I'm going to speak life. And I'm going to speak healing. Agree with me. Connect with me. Begin to say, Father, I thank you. I receive my healing right now. I thank you that it's happening. Let's do this. Father God, I thank you. You are the healer. I give you the glory and the honor. You heal people today. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, I thank you that there's life and there's power and there's healing in your word. And I believe you put it on my heart to teach your word on healing for the, on these nights, Father God. And I thank you that you confirm your word. I thank you that people are, are, are receiving healing. We're going to get results and testimonies and victories and, and hear about the people that received. But I thank you as well. People are learning how to receive. They're seeing from the word of God what it's going to take. They're seeing, Father God, I've got to be a determined person. I've got to drive on in with this. Help us to see this more. So, Father God, I thank you. No matter what, we're getting our healing. No matter what, we're getting our results. No matter what, we're getting our revival. <laughs> no matter what, we are a determined people. We're not going to quit. We're going to dig our heels in the ground and we're going to stand our ground. And we say we're here to get results. We're here to get answers. We're here to get victory. We're here to get the move of God. We're here to get what we, what, what we came to get because God has promised it and we believe that. Father, I give you the glory and I thank you for the manifestation of healing in people's lives right now. I thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. You're a wonderful God. You're an amazing God. And we give you the glory and the honor. And I thank you that people receive miracles in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God. Thank you for blind eyes opening. Thank you for bodies being healed. Thank you for brains, brain cells correcting, the brains being healed, Father God. There's nothing you can't do. You're a God of the impossible. Thank you, Father God. Brain disease, brain mental illnesses, all those things are curable. God heals those kind of things too. Paralysis. God fixes legs. God fixes organs. Cancer. Nothing in the face of God. That thing can disappear in an instant. It can dissolve, can disintegrate. Father, I thank you. I give you the glory and the honor. We lift you up as the healer and the giver of life. And I thank you, Father God, that people receive healing and I stand with them. I stand with every sick person who's watching this and every, whether it's the recording afterwards or watching it live, I stand with them and I thank you and I agree for the manifestation of healing in their lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the name that is above every name, the name that which every knee will bow. And I thank you, Father God, that you hear prayers that are prayed in that name. And I give you the glory and the honor for the manifestation and the release of your healing power into people's lives right now in the name of jesus christ amen hallelujah hallelujah well thank you for joining us just receive take this word put it into practice and uh, we teach we teach every sunday night about this length of time it's about half an hour 35 maybe sometimes 40 minutes it's not that long people say oh man wow you teach that long <laughs> put into practice what I just preached. <laughs> if you've got to sit 35 minutes hearing the word, hey, just dig your heels in and sit and listen, listen for 35 minutes. <laughs> and just say, oh, I only like listening to five-minute things. If it's only five, if it's any longer than five minutes, I'm out the door. There's no determination in that, okay? 30, 35 minutes, we do a short teaching on healing, and uh, we pray for the sick. Also, Monday to Friday, just, just before you sign out, Monday to Friday, uh, at 9, 9.30 every morning, uh, that's UK time, I understand people are in different countries, but 9.30 in the morning every every day, I do a short 15-minute devotional. That's even shorter than this one. 
15 minute devotional. We spend a little bit of time in the word, something to encourage you for your day. So you're welcome to join us for those. Or if they go out on the Facebook page, on the website, on the YouTube channel, uh, and, 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 and there's a link there from theshores.com slash healing. You'll find the links on there to the Facebook and the YouTube. And those teachings go out every day. You can watch them live. You can watch them afterwards. You can share them with your friends. Help get the word of God out there. So I appreciate that. So God bless you. And I thank God that you are healed. You receive that healing. And we give him the glory for that. In Jesus' name. We'll see you again soon.